Howdy, y'all. I'm Justin. And I'm Kim. Welcome to Cowboys Like Us, the podcast where we talk about Taylor Swift and her music. Yeehaw. Hello, and welcome to Cowboys Like Us, the only podcast that thinks the original plain donut is in fact the best one. Glaze, sprinkles, all that nonsense. We don't need it here. Dough in your mouth. That's what we're about here on this podcast. That is a false statement. As you can hear, the pod gremlin is here. Chocolate glazed donut is the best donut. I do like chocolate glaze. I do. Yes, Madeline is here. Kimberly is out for the first of several episodes. And she is on maternity leave. Yay. Yeah, that's the big pod business. For this episode, Pod Baby Georgie, he's here. He was born 12:30 a.m. Friday morning, and he and Kim are both doing great. Yeah, he's in his debut era. He is. Madeline will be here some. We'll have guests some. We'll see. It'll be an exciting time, and we hope Kimberly will be back before too long. She'll get her opinions in. I'm sure. I've got some of her opinions in this episode. Yep. This episode that you are listening to right now is a very special bonus episode because the Grammys happened this past Sunday and there was kind of a big announcement. If you haven't heard Taylor Swift, the 11th record of all new material coming out April 19th, 2024. Which is like tomorrow. I know it's not long. It is called the Tortured Poets Department. We have track list. We have a little introductory poem that Taylor wrote. We'll get into all of that. Very exciting times. Do you have any other things you want to say up top, Madeline? No, we can get into the Grammys. Let's just get right in then. The Grammys happened. We mentioned Taylor was nominated for six Grammys, and we will see how she did. The best pop solo performance, she lost. She was nominated for Antihero, but Miley Cyrus's Flowers actually got the award. Yeah, it was Miley's first ever Grammy, which is wild because she and Taylor have been making music for on a similar timeline. And, you know, they used to run in the same friend group. And it is wild to see Miley making so many different genres of music and just now getting a Grammy. Taylor was very happy for her, stood up yelling and cheering and clapping. And then uh, when Miley performed later in the night, Taylor was up and singing every single word to Flowers, you know, being a good friend. You love to see it. Best pop duo. Our group performance, Karma with Ice Spice was nominated but lost to Ghost in the Machine by SZA and Phoebe Bridgers, which is a great track, a great track, off a great album. And if you haven't listened to it, you ought to. Boy, Bid Briggles. Boy, Bid Briggles, that's right. Friend of the pod. Friend and, of the pod and Grammy winner, Boy, Bid Briggles. Yep, she won that one and she won some awards with her band, Boy Genius. Good for her. Best Pop Vocal Album for Midnight's. Taylor did win this one. It was her 13th Grammy ever, and she did mention it in her acceptance speech. And it is also the year where she announced the new album, and we'll get to that in a minute. I Uh, wonder if she 
like spoiler alert for the next three Grammys, Taylor does win another one. I wonder if she was like worried, she was going to announce that whatever the first Grammy she won was like worried about not being able to get the other one. I have had that thought too. Cause you have to think that spoilers, the one she wins, the other one she would wins. be the one to announce. <laughs> yeah. So you'd want to do it on that one, but I guess she didn't know in advance that she was going to get it. So it may or may not be scripted. <laughs> Maybe not record of the year for anti-hero. Also lost to Miley Cyrus's Flowers, another Grammy. Took her a long time to get a first one. Not so long to get the second one. It got two in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> also, Song of the Year for Antihero. Lost to What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. It was on the Barbie movie soundtrack. And finally, the big one, Album of the Year for Midnight's. Taylor won this one as well. And it made her the first person to ever win the album of the year four times she won for fearless 1989 folklore and now midnights that's awesome and those are four very different albums it's true do you think this one was deserved because there were some great records put out this past year that's true but midnight is i mean i don't know what my overall on our averages out of 10 are but it's, it's eight and change like it is up there for albums for me I'm a big Midnight fan. I like Midnight's a lot. I also like <laughs> Scissors' album. I liked the Boy Genius album. And One I, could I, argue that Midnight's had a bigger cultural impact on the whole of 2023. It could. Since it is the album of the entire year. But that's not necessarily Midnight's fault. It's more Taylor's fault. It's true. And then I liked Lana Del Rey's record. So a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. But I'm not mad, certainly, that Midnight's won. Yeah, Taylor sat with Lana and Jack, and Taylor was in a uh, white dress with these really long black gloves, like practically up to her shoulders, and these six stacked chokers. One of them was a watch that was set to midnight. She looked fabulous. She had this braid going around her head, and she showed up with Lana on her arm. <laughs> and Lana looked like, what is the girl on Beetlejuice's name? Like, she was giving oh, golf. Bride, Lace, she was giving Mary Shelley, solid. Yeah, she looked like she was on her way to a Victorian funeral. (laughs) And there's some black roses and she'd be set. Taylor and Lana both had uh, black lace fans that they used to cover their gossiping because Taylor learned from the last award ceremony that people like to read their lips. There you go. She's adapting and overcoming. (laughs) Anything else about the Grammys you want to mention before we get into the new album? Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Jack fan. Love him a lot. And he got a producer of the year again. And Taylor, last time he won, she like beat the shit out of him in the stand or in the crowd or whatever. And she did it again. She like takes his head and she like slings it back and forth. And she's like punching him in the side of the face. And it is, it is bonkers. It's ridiculous. She's an extra person how do you feel about the celine dion snub controversy that people are trying to create it's dumb and taylor and celine both went on each other's social medias like today and were like sending love back and forth celine posted a tiktok highlighting her grammy's experience and heavily featured taylor and her and some memories of taylor and her and taylor came back with 13 hearts today yeah for anyone not in the know 
Celine has been dealing with a very serious illness. She made a surprise appearance at the Grammys. I believe she performed, did she not? Yeah. And presented the award for album of the year to Taylor. Taylor drug Lena up there. The whole crew was up there. They was all hyped and celebrating. And I don't know, people felt she didn't take the time to acknowledge Celine as much as she should have. <laughs> should have, uh, you know, mentioned that or should have thanked her specifically for giving the award and everything she's done for music. And right. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Those two don't care. They showed today that they respect each other and like each other as people and as musicians and that people love to create controversy out of nothing. Indeed. I'm with you on it. All right. You ready to get into the record? Yeah. The one that everybody cannot remember how to say <laughs> online. People are really struggling. I've seen a lot of people accidentally saying the uh, Dead Poets Society. Right. Yeah, I've seen that too. I've seen Tortured Poets Society. I've seen Dead Poets Department. I've seen <laughs> all sorts of different things. It is, in fact, the Tortured Poets Department is will be Taylor's 11th album. And she announced during her acceptance speech for the first Grammy of the Night, the best pop vocal album. I have that here, and I'll read it. Taylor said, okay, this is my 13th Grammy, which is my lucky number. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I want to say thank you to the members of the Recording Academy for voting this way, but I know that the way that the Recording Academy voted is a direct reflection of the passion of the fans. So I want to say thank you to the fans by telling you a secret that I've been keeping from you for the last two years, which is that my brand new album comes out April 19th. It's called The Tortured Poets Department. I'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. She is ridiculous for that. She is. Ugh. I was watching it. And then I, my head started reeling in a circle. And then I immediately opened our social media account and saw Taylor's post because it was already live. I swear, like she says she posted it, but I swear Tree posted it from backstage because it was ready to go. Screenshotted it, texted you people cursing and screaming. <laughs> it's true. It was a bombshell moment. Taylor did post post on Instagram and it had a little poem in it, which I also have right here. And it says, and so I enter into evidence, my tarnished coat of arms, my muses acquired like bruises, my talismans and charms, the tick, tick, tick of love bombs, my veins of pitch black ink, all fair in love and poetry. Sincerely, the chairman of the tortured poets department. Crazy. Back in the mid-aughts, Emo was very mainstream compared to what it is now. <laughs> yeah. And this is evocative of that time to me. It feels very emo. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the post looks like with the, the file and evidence uh, imagery, it uh, gives Tumblr. It gives Tumblr its heyday, which Taylor was very active on back then. So I'm excited to see what the music sounds like, for sure. It has been filed under synth pop, I believe. Ooh. Which is also what Midnight's is filed against. Now, when you say filed, filed, uh, by yeah, it's let me, let me, let me look. It's it's classified. I don't know in the in the Spotify. Let me, let me see what. Oh well, if I remember where I see it, then I will add it back in. Okay. Well, yeah. The so there's it's last giving. Time. Just the aesthetic is giving a uh, folklore 
Evermore and Midnight Vibe. Profile picture and the color scheme and all that. I feel like it could easily be just that they're assuming synth pop because the previous record was synth pop. And I think that's probably going to be an accurate assumption, but I don't know that anyone knows it thus far. We'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aesthetic-wise, it looks like it's going to be a Folklore Evermore kind of sister. That would be cool. One person who tried to rain on the parade was our old buddy, Carl Wilson from Slate. We've talked about him on this podcast. (laughs) He's a hater and instigator, and we're going to get into his opinion on this. He said that Taylor announcing her new record was just a way to draw all the attention to herself and she disrespected Celine Dion and she overshadowed Casey Musgraves, perhaps on purpose, Carl wonders. Uh, <laughs> my note is just, it's a non-issue. Carl is a messy bitch who lives for drama. They Don't love drama. Carl, we've talked about this. It's ridiculous. These people love drama. Everybody is, and we've talked about this so many times in this podcast, but people are looking for clicks and they are going to get it by having Taylor's name in their mouth. Yep. It's disgusting, Carl. How dare you? How dare? Let's move on to the things we already know about the Tortured Poets Department. Taylor Nation uses heart emojis when they're discussing the albums and when they're posting about the albums. And early, when the Air Tour first started, we only had a small color palette of hearts uh, in the, you know, emoji repertoire on anyone's phone. And then the Air Tour started, things were happening and everybody got a phone update with significantly more colors and it gave us a light blue and a dark blue which was good for 1989 coming out or you know the taylor's version coming out because it got to be a light blue midnight had previously been a sparkle but then it was a dark blue and folklore had always been a white heart but now there's a gray heart a white heart there's options so after the announcement (laughs) taylor nation has put out the whole family of hearts in order you know in the Album order, you know, Taylor Swift, Fearless, Speak Now, all the way up to this TTPD album. And it, they are standing on this is going to be her white album. Reputation is black. Folklore is officially gray. And TTPD is going to be white. Okay. Well, that's interesting. We also know that it's going to have 16 tracks on the standard edition plus one bonus track. Do you release like the picture of the back of the vinyl? We're assuming because it's got the sides on it. She posted that on Monday after announcing on Sunday. And I saw some people online saying that she had to post the track because they were getting leaked online. And usually I see when things get leaked, like it tears through social media really quickly. But I didn't see any leaks before Taylor posted it. So I'm not sure why she decided uh, Monday to be the track reveal. I think it's going to be a very short rollout anyway just because we're like you say april 19th is tomorrow basically so yeah gonna be a lot happening people were quick to point out that the title of the new record seems to be a reference to joe alwyn's former group chat with some of his friends the tortured man club that's disgusting and i hate it that's such a bad group chat name it's the most incel shit i've ever heard If you're going to have a group chat called the Tortured Man Club, there better be no men in that group chat. Or it it better be like an actual support group for people who've been to war and been prisoners of war and been tortured. (laughs) Who are tortured men. Yep. And they're talking about how they're dealing with it. Other than that, it's nonsense. I didn't realize this, Madeline, 
Oh, yeah, this is a good fact. It brings me joy, and I'll mention it again later, so give it to us. The release date, for the record, April 19th, is the anniversary of the first battle of the Revolutionary War, presumably the American Revolution. Yeah, 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 the American Revolution, where all of the uh, colonizers over here were like, we're Americans now, and we don't want to be with Great Britain slash London slash Joe Alwyn. I was going to say, I wonder if that's symbolic in some way. Probably not, though. Probably not. No, definitely not. Let's get into the track list, because it might be. Let's get into it. Track number one is called Fortnite, and it features a gentleman named Post Malone. I know him. He uh, kind of looks like the, or no, he doesn't look like. The, uh, the stalk, Taylor's most recent stalker looks like Post Malone. Yes. Post Malone, I don't even... It's weird to me to think that he and Taylor even know each other. <laughs> Why? It just feels strange. But, you know, he's been around a while. I thought maybe when he first came out, he'd be like a one-hit wonder type deal. But he's he's been around and he's doing his thing and, you know, got to respect it. Gotta respect yeah, it. he's a good personality. His fans seem to uh, like him a lot as a person. I think that this title is interesting. Listeners who aren't reading it, it is spelled Fortnite. S-O-R-T-N-I-G-H-T, like the unit of time measurement. If somebody is referring to an amount of time and they say it's been a fortnight, they uh, they mean 14 days, two weeks, or half a moon cycle is an old unit of measurement. But I think this is interesting because most people will hear the word fortnight and they'll think fortnight, the popular gaming franchise that's been around for years now. And Taylor obviously knows that. Right. Yeah. If you read any old old-timey literature you get a lot of fortnights in there yeah yeah i mean this is the uh the tortured poet department and it is fortnight is definitely an old poetry word it is the second track is the tortured poets department so the title track yeah title track we're gonna get one again we don't always get those these days yeah yeah it's it's just it's referencing joe's group chat which he told us about in an interview shortly after midnight came out and like you're going to own up and tell people that that's your group chat name? Yeah. Have you no shame, Joseph? Have you no shame? He doesn't. He has none. I think the last title track we got from Taylor was Red, right? 1989 didn't have one. Vacation didn't have one. Evermore has one. Evermore has one. That's right. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. No, no. I don't know. I forgot like four albums suddenly. <laughs> If you remember when Taylor was acting kind of silly on the Aristor and she was saying, when she was talking about doing the, talking about like deciding to do the Aristor, she was like talking to herself facetiously and she was like, oh yeah, you know, you've written like five albums since then that you haven't toured. So what are you going to do? Just play them all? And she's like, yeah, it's going to be called the Aristor, right? Five albums didn't make sense. But now that we have this one, and know that this one, and I actually should have put this into what we know about the album, and I forgot. She, well, I guess we did mention it in her quote. She's been working on this for two years, which means that when she was talking about having five albums that she hasn't scored, she was including this one. Do you think she's going to add an extra era to the tour? I do not think so, because as she is in her global leg of the tour, there are more and more sound ordinances she has to deal with, because mm. other people have different laws about partying all night with really loud music. So I don't think she'll lengthen the tour, but I do hold out hope that we will hear some of the songs as surprise songs. Track number three is called My Boy Only Breaks His Favorite Toys. 
Yeah, another spelling note. That's spelled like uh, the British spelling, British English spelling of favorite. It has an O and a U. Like when they're like, color. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Makes me think, because of a future feature down the track list, spoilers, of a Florence and the Machine song called My Boy Builds Coffins. I don't know. Something about my boy being up front. I don't know. Make you think of it. It reminds me of, and I've I told Kim recently, ever since the uh, G-Flip cover of Girl Summer came out, my brain will switch back and forth between bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price, you know that I bought it, and bad, bad girl, shiny pearl with a price, you know that I bought it. So it, it also feels like a callback to that line. There you go. Could well be. Could well be. Could well be. We will see, and we'll see soon. Yep. Track number four is called Down Bad. That one's so self-explanatory. I feel like we've all been there. Is she down bad? Is he down bad? Are they collectively down bad? The world will have to wonder for two months. I bet. I'd put my money on her being down bad. I mean, she kind of always is, right? Seems like that. <laughs> she's down bad right now. <laughs> you know, she's never been up good. She's been down bad her whole life. Track number five is called So Long London. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. She's basically writing Joe's name all over this album. This album comes out on the anniversary of the shot heard around the world. She said, so long, London. So long, London boy. I don't think we'll ever get London boy performed live on, uh, as a surprise song. I think that's fine. I think she's done with that. What if she doesn't put it on record? She has to put it on record, right? I think she has to, I've, yeah. I've seen the theory that she is giving us this album before Reputation because this gives us the end of her love story with Joe while Reputation was at the beginning of their love story. It also gives her a little bit more of a buffer in terms of just time, you know, putting this record out. Presumably, although we don't know it for sure, may push the Rep TV release back further. So Yeah, we have no idea, though. She's terrifying. She could, Kim's been clowning for a double drop for a year now. It could happen with this one. A black album and a white album? That's Duality. terrifying. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> yep. Lana Del Rey in the black. Yeah, and Taylor in the white. Crazy shit. I don't know. I don't know. For my sanity, I'm just going to move on. Track number six. <laughs> Same. It's called But Daddy, I Love Him, which friend of the pod, Christy, pointed out is a quote from Disney's The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, a story where the girl famously gives up her voice to be with the guy that she loves. And one has to wonder if that is symbolic in some way. Does Taylor... Draw the parallel. Does Taylor feel like she gave up her voice to be with Mr. Alwyn? Yes, she does. We've already talked I about bet. It. Yeah, yes, she does. <laughs> she absolutely does. She was hidden away. In uh, her Time Person of the Year article, she said that she'll never get those years locked away back. Right? It's true. Yep. I'm just begging the question because sometimes I do that. I have lots of horrible qualities that we don't need to get into. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Justin. <laughs> But that leads right into track seven. Yes. Track seven, fresh out the slammer. <sighs> he can be my jailer. Working to the sailor. Am I right? Another rep. Feel reference. <sighs> she was in prison. Prison of love. Track number eight is called. <laughs> prison of love. I hate that. Florida with three exclamation points. And it features Florence and the machine. I'm very hyped for this one because I'm a big Florence and the Machine fan as well. So interested to see what this song is because Florence has such a big operatic voice, whereas Taylor 
you know, doesn't. She's does not no. as a singer uh, and is very, very good at what she does now, but it's not the same type of thing. So I'm interested to see how they mesh. And for the title to be Florida with exclamation points. That's weird. That's a lot of vibes. It almost feels like a punk track title. Florida. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. Track number nine is called Guilty as Sin? Question mark? Question mark? Why is this one a question? We'll find out. One presumes that Joe made her feel guilty, but did she do anything to deserve it? Perhaps not. Perhaps not. Number 10 is called Who's Afraid of Little Old Me? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one is potentially a reference to the screenplay Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Uh, the film adaptation stars Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor of the He Could Be My Jailer, Burton to the Taylor fame. Uh, so that could be a direct parallel there, or it feels like a direct parallel there. Could well be. But then why does Virginia Woolf get named and then Taylor's just little old me? Why indeed. Track number 11 is called I Can Fix Him. And then in parentheses, no really, I can. Close parentheses. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kim sent me some clownery earlier today that her and some other internet clowns are considering that this one might be about Maddie Healy because the title looks at like a uh, the 1975 title. I didn't think about that, but now that I see y'all's note and hear you say it, I <laughs> think it does look like one. I do think it does. Look like <laughs> you can't unsee it once you see it. Right. And I think the title would make sense. Potentially as well. Yeah. So we'll see. Another exciting uh, potential there. Track number 12 is called L-O-M-L. Is that what that is? Yeah. So it's L-O-M-L and it is in all lowercase. This yeah. is a text shorthand that stands for love of my life. And it's really interesting to me that this is such a minimal title compared to how wordy the rest of the album is. These are some long-ass titles. And I mean, this is her first album that has more than two words in the album title. So why is this love, love of my life, minimalized and shortened and small? Uh, and it makes me wonder if maybe that is what she was listed as in her partner, supposedly Joe Allen, like if, if this entire album is about him, listed as in their phone. Because, you know, people will, instead of, which I know what you and Kim have each other as in your phone. Instead of having yourself as their name, you'll put something cute or an emoji or a nickname. So it makes me wonder if like maybe Taylor was L-O-M-L in Joe's phone. Damn. So like he considered her the love of his life, but he abbreviated her and made her small. Exactly. <laughs> that is what I felt like when I read this track title. That would be some deep shit. That would be some deep shit. Could well be. We will find out. Indeed. Track 13, Taylor's favorite number, I Can Do It With a Broken Heart. Oof. Can do what, Taylor? What can you do? To say, is this a, I've made my bed and now I'm going to lie in it kind of situation? She's going to continue life with a broken heart, even though, or is she just going to, you know, become a phoenix and burn away and then be reborn? Indeed. The world wonders. 14, this is the one I'm most hyped for, perhaps. It is called The Smallest Man Who Ever Lived. And that <laughs> I title, so hope it's about Joe. That title is wild as hell. I hope it's not just about him. I hope it is specifically about his dong. 
<laughs> that would be insane. She, I want to say she would never, but there's nothing that she would never. I want if it. it was specifically about his size, that would be insane. <laughs> I want it. I, want it. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> gross and body shamey and not great for the work, but just for the level of pettiness, I want it so bad. <laughs> I want it. Per- there's an alternate universe where you're right. There is. But I don't think you're right in this one. I feel like it's going to be about him. Metaphorically. Just being a, metaphorically, he's just a small little man. He thinks he's big, hot shit, but he's not. He's the smallest man who ever lived. Yeah, he's a nobody motherfucker who Taylor made famous. Good for you, bro. Good for you. You wanted a Uh Grammy? Okay. She'll change your name and tack it on the back of one of her albums. Yep. Mr. Tagalong. Number 15 is called The Alchemy. That's a weird title. It is weird. It's a magical practice, right? Trying to turn metals into anything into gold. Yeah. Alchemy is mostly trying, originally it was trying to turn things into gold, but these days people use it for, like if you've ever watched the anime, Full Metal Alchemist, changing anything into anything on a molecular level via magic. So what, but like, that's a, that's a, the study of, right? Like alchemy, it's technically a noun, but I wouldn't put the in front of it. Like, archer is a noun, and it's a strong noun, and I would put the in front of it, the archer. But the alchemy? I would think the alchemist, the person, the, like, the physical thing. But the alchemy? What was she trying to change? What was she trying to create out of nothing? Maybe it just refers to, like, a chemical reaction? Maybe. A molecular level connection? Something like that. Dramatic change. Good to shit in one move. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We'll find out. Indeed. Track 16 is called Clara Bow. Yeah. I uh, have learned a little bit about her today, uh, but I will be reading more about her before the album drops. She was the original It Girl. We get the term It Girl because it was written about her first. She was a flapper girl she, in the Roaring Twenties. Um, you know, Taylor loves the Twenties, loves, you know, visuals from that era. She became famous in silent film. And was able to move on to talkies, which a lot of actors in silent film were not able to do. She was known for her sex appeal and for having short cropped hair and smoking cigarettes and drinking the liquor and, you know, showing her knees. She famously gave up the spotlight to be with the man that she loved. Is there a parallel there? After garnering a, uh, a lot of media attention around her personal life, uh, she was drinking during Prohibition. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on. The media was writing about it, which feels very reputation-coded, reputation-era-coded. The man that she loved, who I cannot remember his name off the top of my head, didn't like her showing herself off, even though he married a woman, an actress that was known for her sex appeal. He was like, no, you're mine now. Don't show your body off. What a bastard. I hope he's dead now. Surely he is. Yeah, yeah, definitely from the 20s. If he's still alive, that'd be crazy. I will be reading more about this before the album drops so that we can understand all the references. But this one is really giving me like Last Grand American Dynasty vibes. Like it is historical fiction. Or I want it to be historical fiction in the way that Last Grand American Dynasty is. Or in 20s tossing pennies in the pool. Oh, yeah. And I forgot uh, she, Clara, this Clara or Clara, I don't know how you pronounce it, Bo. Sometimes she's credited because we don't know exactly. But if you look at pictures of her and then you look at the art as this character was coming out, a lot of people credit her as the inspiration for Betty Boop. And everybody knows what she looks like. Yep. 
That's true. I don't know. I think perhaps it will be a sort of comparison between the choice Clara made and the one Taylor made and how they're different, you know? She couldn't be yeah. Clara. She decided to be Taylor instead. Also, this notable, or notably, this is supposed to be the end of the album. This is the end of the regular track, but she is already giving us that 17th bonus track. Yep, and that one is called The Manuscript. Yeah, which is referenced in that little poem she gave us on Instagram. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, that's really all we know at this time. It's very what is the exciting. manuscript? Is it the story? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to make a, is it Argyle joke, but we, we pretty much, that was not Taylor. Yep, we learned it's not, and we're going to talk about it in news on the regular episode. We finally know yes. who the are who wrote it. Yeah, but the manuscript, is that the story? Is that, she going to give us all the tea? Maybe, you know, the manuscript is life, man. <laughs> it's the script of our lives. Did you ever think about that? The script of man? <laughs> the script, the you script of man? Maybe. No, I'm very excited all of this and i'd be i don't know if we'll get it but i've seen speculation people really want a single to be released before the release date oh i do too at least one desperately if we got if we got a single i don't know which i would want i feel like it'd be Fortnite. i don't know i feel like it'd be one of the collabs but i also don't feel like it's the florence and the machine collab which leaves us with the post malone song i mean the only reason you'd have post malone on it is so you can put him as a single surely right i think so surely (laughs) but we'll see we'll see all right. Well, is there anything else you want to get into right now? No. All is well. We're still slowly gaining followers over on the social media. We are getting more and more votes in our polls each week. Happy to see people okay. over there. Life is on the up and up. And congratulations to you and Kim on uh, Odd Baby Georgie. We're thrilled to have him here and can't wait to hear his tiny little baby voice crying in the background of the podcast. Indeed. Shouldn't be long. Shouldn't be long. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Madeline and I will be back Monday to talk about My Tears Ricochet. Until then, follow us on the social meds, vote in the polls, all that fun stuff, and we'll see you on Monday. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Pod Gremlin may be here. Thanks for listening to Cowboys Like Us. Follow us on all platforms at CBLU underscore podcast. You can find us on Instagram, X, the zombie Twitter, TikTok, and threads. We're now posting our episodes on YouTube. Head over there and like and subscribe. All of these links can be found in our link tree in the episode description. Thanks for supporting the pod. Y'all come back now, you hear?